Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. So Tara, have you, now that we have a little bit of like a respite from COVID, even though I think it may be starting up again, have you like made a point to go back to the doctor, the dentist, like any appointments that you maybe weren't able to do during COVID? So I was supposed to go to the dentist before I went to LA, but remember I had that cold. So, Mm -hmm. and I thought I had a cavity, but they wouldn't see me because obviously, which makes sense. So my appointment now is next week and I'm really looking forward to it. Have you gone? So I just went to the dentist this morning, but, and I want to come back to that, but I just have to tell you that I got a call from my primary care physician last week who um, wanted to schedule my annual physical, which I haven't had since 2018. (laughs) And so I called them right back to schedule it and I'm booked in for like four months from now. Wow. Why are you calling people to encourage this if you're fully booked? I do not understand. Like, we'll see you um, when you're, you know, next year on your birthday. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Call us when you have a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I went to the dentist this morning. I have been since, like, I have actually been able to keep my roughly six-month appointments but, you know, I think most people really don't like the dentist. Yeah. I actually don't mind the dentist. I mean, for me, it's like a chance to, to lie there and kind of, I mean, I can kind of like drift off. I actually find it sort of relaxing. I don't get any sedation or anything like that. I really don't mind it. I mean, mostly because I'm just having a cleaning and so I'm not having like major, you know, a chainsaw in my mouth, but it is, uh, I find it sort of relaxing. and. What, but what happened today, which is very interesting, was I had a different hygienist than I usually have. And she's doing the, the cleaning. Um, and she used this tool that, so typically they like, you know, scrape at your teeth, right? Like they like pick it and scrape it. And that's not overly relaxing. But um, she used like some sort of tool that vibrates with water. And maybe you've had this before. I asked her if it was new and she said, no, it's just, it's clinician choice. So she chose to use this particular tool that basically alleviates all the street. You don't have to do as much scraping. It's just kind of like water and vibrating, but it almost feels like there's a drill in your mouth. So it's a little, it's a little disconcerting. Yeah, I mean, that sounds horrible. I like going to the dentist because I like to get my teeth cleaned. I love that feeling, but that does not sound great. No. Yeah. But actually, it wasn't bad. And um, of course, you know, I'm sure this happens to you too. When you're in the dentist chair, you get like 900 calls that you get never get any other time. But everybody <laughs> wants to talk to you in that like 40 minutes that you're, you cannot physically talk. And all you're thinking is, I got to get to my phone, but I can't. <laughs> I know. Always happens. It's so true. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of people experience. I totally experience them. It's presentation jitters. And it's, you know, it's really just 
the art of speaking publicly or even in front of small groups. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a huge forum, right? You can get the jitters in very small groups, whatever. Has that happened to you, Jill? Oh, God, so many times. So many times. So I actually have like a tell too when I'm when I get nervous. Well, or drunk, but (laughs) (laughs) nervous. I get I start blushing like I get blotchy my chest gets blotchy so I actually have like a very like when I make big presentations I never wear an open shirt like I always wear some sort of high neck shirt because I don't want everyone to know that I'm nervous right well I tend to get dry mouth and I think that's really bad and I know a lot of people who get it and it actually happened more when I used to take like a lot of more allergy medicine but I got mm-hmm. back on that but it's that cotton mouth and you're like, oh my God, I just can't even like, how am I going to make it through? And then you start going in your head and then your heart starts beating. And then it's like, it could be a complete mess. It's a whole cycle. So, um, so I have found some things that work. Do you have any tools before I tell mine? No, tell, tell me. I mean, I have some and I actually have I've heard some funny ones that other people have, um, but tell me how you deal with it. I'm particularly, how do you deal with the cotton mouth? That sounds very hard to deal oh, with. Oh, it's the worst. Well, it doesn't happen as much. So really what I have found, because I made the, I made, it was really a horrible presentation. It was like the first one I ever did with my business. Jill, you actually helped me with it. It was like in front of like 400 people and like broadcast to like seven countries. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> I couldn't have made a bigger bigger ass out of myself. At the end, they said to me, you don't do this a lot, do you? (laughs) (laughs) And right there, I was like, oh my God, I failed miserably. But now what I do to prepare is I really, even if it's small group or whatever, I practice in the mirror and I Mm. practice hearing my voice and I practice looking at myself because I just practice all these things. So when I go to do it, it's I've already done it tw- 25 times. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that that has helped a lot. And I always have water with me. But the dry mouth has stopped a little bit because I feel like the more prepared you are and relaxed, it also helps to get to the place if you're giving a bigger presentation early. And you if you go up to the podium and you have a feeling of what it feels like to be there, you if you're on a mic, you can hear your voice. Because I think sometimes what happens if you don't do that and all of a sudden you get up and you hear your voice in the mic, it's like, who is like, oh my gosh, you know? Yeah, it's jarring when you get up there for sure. And then, and you're also, you're up there and all of a sudden there's a sea of people in front of you and you're just, it's a little shell shocked. I think if you're just not used to doing that. Um, Yeah, that's, I, I do the same. I do a lot of practicing, even to the point where I will memorize it. Um. I don't do it in front of the mirror only because if I did it in front of the mirror, I think I would get too hung up on like what I look like and I can't really change that. So I just, <laughs> so I, I just kind of do it. Like I find a quiet place to do it. It's very hard in my household to find a quiet place. Sometimes I'll do it in the car. Like sometimes I'll go sit in the car and rehearse it or I'll rehearse pieces of it. Um, but what I find, what I have found is that if I, know the material cold and I am passionate about it. And there's not a lot of like, I don't feel like I'm fooling anybody or I'm making stuff up, then I'm good. But if there's anything where I am like, this is a little bit of a stretch or um, 
or I just don't love the space, like I'm not that excited about it, then I don't do as well. Like I really, I get more nervous because I just know that I'm not being authentic and I, I, I have to be more authentic. Like I d- used to do a ton of pitching and I, I got some feedback at one point um, that I needed to be more rosy. Like I need to paint a, paint a more rosy picture of the business. And I was like, I, I just can't, I can't lie. Like I can't fake it or it's just not going to be a strong presentation. So I found a way to, to, to tell the truth, but still tell a slightly more rosy story, but uh, I'm not a good, you know, spin artist. And so I, it, I get really nervous if I know I'm going to have to spin something. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of practicing. I write it down. I use post-its. I, I'll time myself. Um, and then sometimes you don't actually have the luxury of preparing, right? Like sometimes you just put on the spot. Absolutely. I think sometimes I'm better on the spot than I am preparing because I just go with, it's more natural and I don't, I'm not so, you know, it, going by a script or what I think I should say, even when I do these interviews or whatever I'm doing on Instagram, I prefer to just go with it. And I, I mean, I kind of in my head know what I'm going to be asking, but I don't have a script and you are probably like, yes, we can tell, <laughs> just but I'm more natural. Do you know what I mean? Cause I'm not thinking so much about what I need to say or how I should be saying something. Well, I also think you are, you're genuinely interested in the person you're interviewing on those on like Instagram live or any of those and, or on your video series, like you're genuinely, you've chosen those people and you're genuinely interested in what they have to say. So you're never going to be in a, in a position where you're like, uh, I don't know what to ask next right, <laughs> because yeah. you, you are actually really interested and you're listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to work with a guy who, uh, before ever he was a partner, at a consulting firm and before every big presentation, he would, he had like a power pose. Like he would go into the bathroom or wherever and like, he'd find a mirror and he'd go like, do like a big grunt, like a big manly, you know, oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we always just sort of made fun of him. <laughs> it probably was his thing. Like even when you see baseball players, like uh, the pitchers, they always have their like, you know, or whatever. I mean, people have their thing to make them feel comfortable. Um, yeah, little routines. Absolutely. There, and sometimes when I'm, if I start and I'm like Tara, I, I self talk. I'm like, why are you nervous? You already know. Mm-hmm. That. And I think once you just get into your content, you can relax. And actually, Jill, you told me something that stayed with me for a long time is the more you know what you're talking about. Like at the beginning, when I did that presentation for my business, I didn't know my business like I know now. It would be a whole different thing if I were. I'd probably crush it. (laughs) But at that point in time, it was so new that I didn't actually, I wasn't as confident. So the more that you're confident in in your product or your business, whatever it may be, I think that it's probably easier to deliver. Yeah, I agree. And it's hard if you, if you, for any business that's brand new, so any startup, and you, you're pitching a lot because you're trying to get investors or employees or partners or whatever. So it's hard because you're not that confident, but you have to make it up. You have to, you have to convince yourself that this is, it is an amazing opportunity and you're here to talk about it and you know it better than anyone else. And that's just kind of, you just kind of have to put your game face on. Um, but I have to tell you one last story of 
the presentation that I once did that I'll never forget. I was, um, so I was running uh, Mini Locks, which is a, a chain of nail and waxing salons. And um, I, we only had a few locations at the time and I was asked to come and present to uh, a, like a, a conference um, and it was all real estate, like commercial real estate shopping mall executives. So it was, it was shopping mall real estate people. And I didn't realize there were going to be so many people there, but it was something like, I don't know, over a thousand people. It was at the convention center in Boston. And I was invited to present. And I think I only had like maybe four or five slides, but um, I was, I, it was, it was basically a bunch of different businesses getting up there and presenting and they were all multi-unit businesses. So all business that had um, retailers that had m many more than one unit. And I think we had like two or three, but our real estate agent was um, just a really well-connected guy. So he got me into this presentation. So I get up there to present as CEO of Minilux and thousand people in the audience. And I, I'm, I'm following Regal Cinemas. So <laughs> I have three units or two units and regal cinemas that has like a hundred hundreds of units if not thousands oh and brugger's bagel like i was i was following these like huge local businesses so i was already a little intimidated getting up there and i got up there and i i started my presentation and i something came to me and i said <laughs> i think i'm supposed to i think i'm supposed to imagine that you're all in your underwear <laughs> and i got cricket like nothing, not a chuckle, <laughs> not any, nothing, just like staring at me. It was oh, so embarrassing. That is, what did you do? Did you just move on? I just kept rolling and I will never do that again. Like never crack a joke when you do not know the audience. That must have been like just a horrific feeling because, you know, for like, that you think of comedians then because you're like, oh my God, like, and oh, that must have been terrible. And then you just have to go on. Like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Yes. Just keep rolling. Don't make a joke because it might not be funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a comedian and you, you know it'll be funny. <laughs> well, if you have any uh, presentation jitters or solutions, let us know because we are always looking for, you know, fun content, but also we'd like to hear your story. So thank you. Thanks, Joe. Hey. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo shorts. <laughs>